of Lent, and Lord, we, we acknowledge to you that we are indeed sinful. Lord, we also acknowledge to you that we are in need because of this, that we are in need of a Savior. And Lord, we thank you that that Savior is you. We thank you that our faith, uh, that you have called us by your gospel to be here tonight, to listen to these words, these words from your holy word uh, that you have for us. And Lord, we know that your word never comes back empty. It never comes back void, that your word has power, and that your word, Lord, creates and sustains faith. And so, Lord, we ask now that as we worship you here, that you would give us a zeal tonight for your house of worship here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, We begin with our Ash Wednesday address. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, on this day the church begins a holy season of prayerful and penitential reflection. Our attention is especially directed to the holy sufferings and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. From ancient times, the season of Lent has been kept as a time of special devotion, self-denial, and humble repentance born of a faithful heart that dwells confidently on His Word and draws from it life and hope. With that in mind, this year our theme for our Lenten worship will focus upon the journey And our overall theme will be Return from Exile, a Lenten Journey. We begin our journey this evening wearing sackcloth and ashes while lamenting our sins. We then complete our journey rising with Christ out of baptism wearing robes of righteousness. Let us pray that our dear Father in heaven, for the sake of his beloved Son, and in the power of his Holy Spirit, might richly bless this Lenten tide for us so that we may come to Easter with glad hearts and keep the feast in sincerity and truth. Please rise. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy. Be gracious to us. Help us, good Lord. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Help us, good Lord. In all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death and in the day of judgment, help us, good Lord. We poor sinners implore you to hear us, O Lord, to prosper the teaching of your word, to bless our prayer and meditation, to strengthen and preserve us in the true faith, and to give heart to our sorrow and strength to our repentance. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. To draw all to yourself, to bless those who are taught in the faith, to watch over and console the poor, the sick, and the distressed, the lonely, the forsaken, the abandoned, and all who stand in need of our prayers to give abundant blessing to all works of mercy. 
and to have mercy on us all. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. To turn our hearts to you, to turn the hearts of our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and graciously, and graciously to hear our prayers. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, we implore you to hear us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. O Christ, hear us. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O God, you desire not the death of sinners, but rather that they turn from their wickedness and live. We implore you to have compassion on the frailty of our mortal nature, for we acknowledge that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. Mercifully pardon our sins, that we may obtain the promises you have laid up for those who are repentant. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will uh, proceed with the very sacred rite of the imposition of ashes. Uh, what we are going to do is myself and Glenn uh, will be up here in the front. I will be on this side. Glenn will be on this side. Those of you who are sitting on this side, please line up uh, here to receive your ashes from him. And those of you who are sitting on this side, please line up. Uh, on this side to receive uh, your ashes from myself. The words that you shall hear uh, from both of us as you receive these ashes are these words, and we will talk more about this in the message. The words are, repent and believe the gospel.
singing our next hymn, Savior When in Dust to Thee, number 419 in your hymnal. Please stand. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins unto God our Father. Most, Most merciful, merciful God, God, 
We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, the first Adam disobeyed you, barring humanity from the tree of life and casting us into the dust of death. Because you did not desire the death of any sinner, you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus, the second Adam, to rescue and redeem us from the curse of sin and death by having him become our sin and die our death. Grant that we, during this season of Lent and all seasons, follow Jesus, whose obedience unto death, even death on the tree of the cross, has earned our way back to the tree of life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading for tonight comes from the book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 12 through 19. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether... He will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering to the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, concentrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people. Consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priest, the minister of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, O God, and make not your heritage a reproach. 
a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. The Lord answered and said to his people, Behold, I am sending you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied. And I will no more make you a reproach, reproach among the nations. The special music tonight is Only Jesus, Holy Jesus, sung by Catherine James, accompanied by Carol Milsap. In purest love for his father's house, the Lamb of God with lion's roar comes to purge the temple mount of selfish men who rob the
Dr. Hissel, reading this evening comes from the book of Revelations, chapter 7, verses 9 through 14. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude, multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all nations and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on his throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne, and around the elders, and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne, and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might, be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where they come? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Please stand. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you go, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. pray with me, please. Dear God, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this evening from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We will be referring to the two first readings that we read for this evening, one from Joel, the Old Testament, the other from Revelation, chapter 7. It occurred to me, while I was preparing tonight's message, that we probably should have a really good definition on what exactly Lent is. What is Lent? What is is the purpose for having it? Well, The short answer is that it, like with all of the seasons of our regular year, summer, spring, winter, which can stop at any time, by the way, seriously, um, the church here also has seasons. And we just finished up with the season of Epiphany. Before that was the season of Christmas. Before that, of course, was the season of Advent. This is now the season of of Lent. And Lent, beginning tonight on Ash Wednesday, is the time of the year where where we reflect. And I don't just mean sort of think, yeah, isn't this Lenten time nice? No, I mean really and truly and seriously reflect. 
There's a reason why they call it Ash Wednesday. Because what you have on your head is exactly where you came from, which is dirt. The name Adam literally means dirt. Because that's how he, he, he was made. Genesis says that God took some dirt from the ground and he formed it and then he breathed his spirit into the man and then the man came to life. But it's a reminder to us that he came from dust. And to dust, he and us shall return. We will return at some point, unless Jesus comes back before this time, we will return at some point to the dirt of the ground from whence we came. Tonight, Glenn and I were speaking these words over you. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent really means nothing more than a turning away from your sin. That you recognize that you are, in fact, sinful, and that you also recognize that you are in desperate need of a Savior. And so we repent during this season, and hopefully every season. We repent of our sin, we turn away from that, and we run straight to the cross instead. The gospel. The gospel which says that Jesus came, and he lived, and he died, and he shed his blood, and was crucified for us, for me, and for you, and for everybody outside of these walls, to believe the gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Which makes the first lesson, the Old Testament lesson from Joel, so very fitting for this Ash Wednesday. Going to verse 12, it says, Yet even now declares the Lord, Return to me with all of your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. And rend your hearts, not your garments. The Lord is not interested in anything else except for you and your heart and your soul, and only you and your heart and your soul. And so he speaks through the prophet Joel and says, Yet even now, right at this moment, return to me. Come back to me. Repent of your sin. With all of your heart. And rend your hearts and not your garments. Rend not anything else but just you and only you and your heart and your soul. Then we go down to verse... 15, and really these, these next few verses from verses 15 through 17 are really some very, very incredible verses. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, consecrate the, the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. 
The Lord has something to tell His people. And this thing is so important, so crucial for them to know that God says, I don't, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're about to get married. Stop what you're doing. And listen to the message that I have for you. If there is a mother who is nursing her child, tell her to stop and bring the child with her. Gather the entire assembly. Blow the trumpet. This is really important. And this is the Lord's message, verse 19, to His people. Behold, I am sending to you grain and wine and oil. New grain, new wine, and new oil. And you will be satisfied. I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. In other translations, it says, no longer will you, be a, will you be a scorn from among the nations. God says, I am getting rid of all of this old stuff that you have carried with you, all of these sins, past, present, and future, and instead, I am giving you everything that is new. And here's something that hopefully will, is going to really blow your mind. This is Jesus. We cannot, we have talked about this before, we can't even repent right. And that's what we're supposed to do. We can't even do that right, so we need somebody to do that for us. And so it is Jesus who returns to the Lord on behalf of Adam, on behalf of us. It is Jesus who does the fasting and the weeping and the mourning. It is Jesus that rends his heart to God and not his garment. And then on the cross, he gives that to you and to me for free. And that is why God can deliver his message to his people. Behold, I am sending, you, I am sending to you new grain, new wine, and new oil, and you will be satisfied. No more will you be a reproach among the nations. Why? Because of Christ who has returned to God in your stead and in your place. The next reading from Revelation chapter 7. John is, having, is being given this vision from the Christ, from Jesus. And John says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Folks, get used to that sentence because on the other side of eternity, this will be our refrain over and over and over and over again. And I promise you will never get tired of saying it. On the other side of eternity... When Jesus returns, there is this great multitude, a, a number, a, a count, number that no one could possibly count, could possibly number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, and they are all doing the same thing. They are all clothed in the same thing. They are all clothed in white robes. And why are they white? They are white because of the blood of the Lamb. I pointed, that, that I pointed this vestment out to the kids today during 
chapel, but you'll see the lamb here, and you see this little red patch that is coming out of the lamb. Well, of course, that's the lamb's blood. And the only way that we are able to be made whiter than snow is through this blood, specifically through that blood that is waiting for you in a few moments to make you once again whiter than snow. Going on to verse 13, Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. As if the events of today in Florida were not enough to know out of all of the other terrible things that have happened just in this past year. Folks, we are living in the great tribulation at this moment and at this time. These are the ones, he says, who are clothed in white robes. These are the ones who have come out on the other side of the great tribulation. On the other side of eternity. On the other side of heaven, in where heaven is. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. I used this example with the, with the kids this morning, and I think if it's good enough for them, it's probably good enough for all of you too. Your mom, I, I asked some of the moms there, and I said, what is the toughest stain to possibly get out of your kids' clothes? And without a doubt, they all said a grass stain. Okay? And so, re remembering back from when my own mom tried to get out grass stains from my clothes, usually, not that my mom was not great at washing clothes, but depending on the stain and how bad that it was, she got it mostly out. She bleached it. She, she was using Shout and Folex and OxyClean and everything that, that, that she could possibly do to get this stain out, right? And it was really, really good. Like 90% it was gone, but there was still a little bit left. Last week we talked about... Uh, Last week on, on Sunday, the text was about the transfiguration of Jesus and how he and his disciples had gone up to this mountain. And there before the disciples, something amazing happens. Jesus is what the scriptures say is transfigured before them, becomes whiter than any white that any bleach could possibly get him. A dazzling white. And what we need to understand about that particular instance is that the reason why that happened was not for Jesus' sake. It was for your sake. To show you how white, how dazzling white and clean and purified and holy and glorious that you will be on the last day. My mom could only get that grass staying out about 95%, you will be cleaned 100% from the inside out. Not a single spot or blemish will be left. And this is why we go through these 40 days of Lent. 
to reflect and to consider and to pray and to talk amongst ourselves and with each other and our families of how much that we are in need of a Savior, of how much that this world is in need of a Savior, and how it has a Savior and His name is Jesus. The last verse I'm going to point us to, a much shorter one, comes from Luke chapter 9, verse 22. This is right after Peter has made his confession about Jesus, and Peter tells Jesus who he is. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus says this in verse 22. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the teachers of the law, the most important people of the day. And he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Easter Sunday will not mean nearly as much to us if we don't take these next 40 days to consider and to ponder and to pray why exactly we are in need of a Savior. And so we will. We will take these next 40 days. We will be here every Wednesday night, continuing on in our series called Return from Exile, which is exactly what we are in Christ. And we will discuss this as a church community. We will pray about this as a church community, all leading up to the great and glorious day, my favorite day of the entire year. Yes, even, even more so than my own birthday, Easter. Folks, I can't wait. I cannot wait for Easter. But first, we have these 40 days for a reason. So let's take advantage of that. Let's Reflect and pray and consider and ponder because truly from dust we came and from dust we shall return. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, through Jesus, we will repent. And through faith, we will be able to say that we believe the gospel. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now say together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from dead, he ascended to heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time we will collect our tithes and offerings.
Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this evening. We thank you, Lord, for the reminder, for surely we need it, that from dust we came and from dust we shall return. We thank you, Lord, that by your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has repented in our place, that we, too, Lord, will be able to repent and by faith believe the gospel, the good news, that Jesus has come for all of humanity, that he has come for all of his creation, and he has set things aright. And Lord, we look forward to the final day, the last day, when the culmination of our faith will be here. And Lord, when we know that we as believers in you, those who are the baptized, those who believe, who believe on your name, Lord, we thank you that we will be counted among those who will be saved. Help us, Lord, during these next 40 days to pray and to meditate and to consider, to ponder, and to learn how much, Lord, that our sin has cost us. More, more specifically, Lord, how much that our sin has cost you. And Lord, how much that we are in need of a Savior. Lord, we pray especially tonight for the victims of the shooting that happened in Florida. And Lord, we ask that you would be with the families of those who have lost loved ones, especially. Comfort them, Lord, during this time and wrap your loving arms around them and send to them an extra measure of your loving kindness. Lord, we do not understand why evil happens. We do not understand why suffering happens, Lord, only that we know that we live in a sinful world. And so we pray, Lord, to you that you would come and that you would come quickly. And Lord, as we partake in this, your very body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins, we thank you, Lord, that where, there, that where the forgiveness of sins is found, there also is life and salvation. Lord, we thank you that this blood is the same blood that was, that was poured out by you for, for the remission of all. Lord, that you have bought us back, that we are bought with a price, the price, Lord, that is of your own blood. And so, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this sacrament. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We continue with the preface. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who entered our world and our flesh to withstand temptation all the way to the cross, thereby bearing the sin of the whole world in his body. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
pray the prayer that our Lord gave us together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another, that we may stand together firmly against the world, the flesh, and the devil, and patiently bear the cross assigned to us in the days of our pilgrimage. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Our final hymn is On My Heart, Imprint Your Image, 422. It was very nice to be able to worship with you all here this evening. A blessed Lenten tide to you. Uh, we are here every Wednesday night during Lent at 7 o'clock to continue on with, with our series of Return from Exile. Uh, again, the services for Laverne Tiesel, uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow here in the sanctuary is the visitation. 
11 o'clock after that is the service uh, with the graveside to, uh, to follow that. I pray that you have a very blessed evening, drive home safe, and I look forward to seeing everybody very, very soon. We thank you for joining us at this Ash Wednesday as we begin the Lenten season. The message tonight was brought to you by Pastor Sletton, and the organist this evening was Mrs. Courtney Sletton. Uh, we hope this has been a benefit to you, and God's blessings on you. This is your announcer, Scott George.